Hello Hello， 我是壮老师，我是莱欧斯里玩家，人神启动。首款多平台开放世界游戏《原神》，即刻点击下方资讯栏了解更多。Hey you guys, welcome to another episode of Vocab, where we simulate real life conversations between myself and Angel here. Yes, and today we're going to be talking about. Hong Kong's greasy spoon cafes. This is an article I dug up earlier, and I read this on BBC Angel. Greasy、and、spoon cafe. Greasy spoon、mm. cafes. Do you know what greasy spoon stands for? I know that greasy spoon stands for the cheap, cheap local restaurant. Cheap, cheap local, but it doesn't sound savory. Yeah, it doesn't sound kosher. Like greasy spoon sounds like. Why would you go to a cafe or eat out at a place where they don't wash their spoons? That's just plain <laughs> disgusting. Exactly. <laughs> It's not savory, not at all. Like that's just terrible. I mean, if you go to the street food vendors in Taiwan, you can see they very eagerly wash their dishes, right? Yeah, of course.、Mm. On the side of the streets. Yes, <laughs> with a big bowl of water, a tank of water. <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's somewhat comforting. That that's somewhat. I, I don't know how well they clean this. At least、food. they try. Yes, at least I see them cleaning it. <laughs> yeah, you see the efforts. But here, for BBC to title this article "Greasy Spoon Cafes in Hong Kong," you know, made me think about what cafes would be called "Greasy Spoon Cafes." And then I dug the word up, and exactly as you said, the word "Greasy Spoon" stands for cheap and affordable. Affordable. Yeah, in America, it would be called a diner. Oh, a diner. A diner would、uh-huh. be considered a greasy spoon eatery or greasy spoon cafe. And in South Africa, I think, or in the Commonwealth countries, in UK, I don't think we call we call these cafes greasy spoon cafes. We call them takeaways. A takeaway. Yeah, we don't have diners. We don't have any of these fancy、uh, side restaurants. They're usually called. They have a huge sign. That says take away, but can you eat inside? Yes, you can. Oh, that means they offer. They have a deli inside,、uh-huh. and they offer hot food that you can order. But the sign will be take away. Take away. So they encourage you to take away. Yeah. Oh. Not somebody somebody's cafe. Okay. Okay. Cafe is a it's a it's a fancier term. So we grew up with、uh, Mr. Fong's takeaway. Oh, Mr. Not Mr. Fong's cafe,、mm-hmm. or not Mr. Fong's eatery, or bistro. We don't even have words like bistro. That was only when I really,、uh, when we started working.、Mm-hmm. Then you have、um, these rest boutique restaurants that call themselves bistros. bistro. Yeah,、mm-hmm. they call themselves bistros. Generally, cafes only offer like these light snacks and coffee and cake. Done. That's a cafe. Oh, that's a cafe. Yeah, that's a cafe. Period. So greasy spoon, like how greasy can coffee be? Come on, how greasy can your cake be? Come on, <laughs> right? And, and your and your sandwich, how oily and greasy can your sandwiches? Then、be? I will not eat it. Exactly. So that didn't sound savory to me, you know, reading the title, and I I would think back of my visits to Hong Kong, and obviously you have more experience,、uh, oh yeah, more time spent in、mm. Hong Kong,、uh, being that you are a. I used to base in Hong Kong. You were based in Hong Kong. Yeah, so I have stayed stayed there for around seven years. You stayed in Hong Kong. I'm shuttle shuttle to to work. Okay.、Mm, yeah. 
All right. And your occupation was also a uh, cabin crew? Yeah. Okay. You will understand where I'm coming from when I when I'm talking about this article because it's not fair. Like the first thing that came to my mind is it's really not fair to call these these fancy, you know, in Taiwan we call them cha chan ting, right? Yeah, cha chan ting. Yeah. Tea restaurant, cha chan ting. Yeah. Cha chan ting. Cha chan ting. Yeah. You need to have the tone of voice, cha chan ting. <laughs> That's how you say it, or else people get pissed off at you for saying it wrong. But you're from Taiwan, aren't yeah. you? Huh? You're not very Hong Kongese. All right, Cha Chang Tan. Cha Chang Tang. Yeah. And so I, I've, I have visited Hong Kong a few times in my life, and I mean, I've had really great experiences with these Cha Chang Tang. Really? Because, I mean, we've seen them in movies, uh-huh. in Cantonese movies, for sure. And then when while I visited Hong Kong and, and tried them, and I actually enjoyed the vibe because it's very vivid, it's it's very lively, true, right? The true, vibe, true. And mm. it, it feels like it serves the community. The the auntie knows you, right? Or almost by name. Like yeah. if you go a few times, the auntie will remember you. Like yes. oh, Leng Zai, long time no see. <laughs> yes, Leng Zai, long time no see. You know that kind of thing, and I kind of enjoy the vibe. Ah, yeah. but cozy I, and friendly. Like almost like a mom and pop cafe. Mm-hmm. I, I would define it as a mom and pop. That was my first impression. Yep. Mom and pop, as in you know these these corner stores where you know it's just a family business. Period. Mm-hmm. And it's not fair to call them greasy spoons because yeah, I mean the interior decor is not Michelin star. <laughs> of course, right? I mean, it's not Michelin star. It's not. Yeah. It's it's not a chain restaurant by any means, but it's it's decently clean. Like people eat. You know, it's an eatery. It's still decently clean. It's not mm-hmm. greasy. It's not disgusting. Uh, the health bureau also comes and check these places, right, and inspects these places. Come on, you know, like I, I the first impression of this article for myself was this is not fair. This like, is not this fair. Will, this will upset a lot of Hong Kongese people. Mm. Call it, calling the cafe's greasy spoon. Greasy and spoon. then I googled the term up, and I thought, oh yeah, well, I mean, right. But who uses this term, greasy spoon cafes? Like, come on. Mm. So this is my definition of BBC. You know, BBC, Financial Times, all the British publications. In order to sell paper, in order to sell journalism, they tend to want to fancy certain words up. They would go dig in the dictionary and fancy it up just to prove that they are slightly more cultured and they got more (laughs) vocabulary. Yes. Then Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's the BBC. So again, when I when I read it, I thought, okay, yeah, that's BBC. You Mm. know, if you read Financial Times, you know, unlike the American publications, they would just stick to their guns and and use you know plain layman terms to let you understand. Oh yes. Mm. So oh BBC, yeah. Yeah. Fancier. Exactly. It could be just the tea houses in Hong Kong. BBC just has to call them the Crazy Spoon, Spoon Cafe. Cafe. So I, I, I don't know. I, mm. mean, I don't even know if our Hong Kong audience and our Singaporean audience know about this article. Like, you are welcome if you're of Cantonese descent. You're welcome to go and complain Please. because this is not fair. <laughs> like, like I, I'm calling this out, okay? Well, after reading this article, I have discussed with my friends in Hong Kong. And I asked her, have you ever heard of Crazy Spoon The Turn? He said, when I'm never heard of it but after reading the article she said yeah actually we can rephrase the name as a greasy finger cafe ah 
Okay. <laughs> greasy, greasy finger, finger. coffee. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Why? Why is it greasy finger? Because the auntie generally puts her finger in your soup. Exactly. Okay. All right. I, I get the picture. I get the picture. <laughs> But that's that's also because the auntie just wanted to prove to you that the temperature of the soup is warm enough. <laughs> okay. It's not that hot. It's warm. You can drink this. <laughs> you know, it's a thermometer. <laughs> it's not that hot. It's edible. Don't worry. Yes, it's at a temperature where it's edible. <laughs> like you can eat it right off. You don't have to blow on it. <laughs> oh, and then it's because of the efficiency, efficiency, right? If it's not yeah. too hot, you can finish it quickly, so they can invite the next customer. I don't think people sit and really chat in Chaoshanting. Oh, of course not. Mm. People, people don't do that. People don't do that. But in, at dim sum restaurants, mm-hmm. you would sit all morning. Oh, dim sum restaurant is a different thing. Yes, like on, yes. On the weekends, my my friend would take me to their family, mm-hmm. sort of, you know, Sunday brunch sort of idea, and they would sit there and just drink tea. And I'm like, where's the food? Four hours. Yeah, mm. we we were there like very early because. We went with the whole family of the grandma, the auntie, everybody. We we sat at a round table, twelve people, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay, so when is this gonna get done?" <laughs> like we we were there, and then you know, for, from a very Taiwanese family, you know, uh-huh. you go to a restaurant, you order food, and you have a chat, and you finish your food, and you can go. It takes But forever. Like, you finish, you sort of finish your food the first round, and then they're like drinking tea and having a chat, and then as My biological clock says it's time to go. They would order the next round of dim sum. Like, mm. oh yeah, Grandma still wants dim sum, and I'm like, how much do you want to eat, Grandma? <laughs> from a from a third person perspective, I actually at that moment in time realized, oh, that's their version of the Sunday brunch. Oh, that's a Sunday brunch in Hong Kong. Yes. Yeah, that's like a、mm. that's your version of Sunday brunch. You sit in, with your family, even if you have nothing to talk about, you just drink tea. You just drink tea. Kill time. Hmm. That was sort of the the family ritual. Yes, that, that was how you would do it.、Mm. But in Taiwan, it doesn't work like that. We,、Oof. our Sunday brunch has to be、uh, like ninety minutes. Sunday ninety <laughs> minutes. Yes, you go to any brunch restaurant in Taipei. Oh they yeah. They would say,、uh, "Sir, your eating time is ninety minutes." Ninety minutes. Yeah, your appointment is only for ninety minutes, and I would be like, "This is not brunch. I should just eat at home." Yes. I get really upset. <laughs> okay. So coming back to the article about the, sp- the greasy spoon idea. So technically, it's not a derogatory term. It's not a term to try to demean, remove the the value of, or, or, or to criticize the Hong Kong cafes. It's just、yes. one of those old terms that、mm-hmm. doesn't sound all that nice. That's not applied, or that's not used very often these days. So greasy spoon out. Yeah. But Tatanjian definitely a place you want to visit. And a quick summary of this article is that the American version would be called the American Diner, and this kind of diner style cafes would be frequented by all people, all walks of life, from construction workers to bankers to you know people on the street to celebrities even. Some of these Tatanjian, I remember Zhou Yunfat. Zhou Yunfat, yeah. Yeah. He would visit a few Tatanting, and and、yes. they even like local people in Hong Kong would know if you want to meet him、mm-hmm. in any way, if you want to you know take pictures of him from afar, you go to these Tatanting. You would definitely meet him. Yeah, <laughs> you'll definitely meet him. Yeah, and and so celebrities are even open about that because that's their route. 
Right? Oh, yes. That, that's their roots, yes. the very grassroots.、Mm. I think it's the food. What exactly is a cha tan ting? What what entails a cha tan ting? What makes Hong Kong cha tan ting so unique and special is the East and West fusion、oh, that、right. they had、mm. this idea way back in 1950s.、Mm. They did this only in the 1950s by fusing Cantonese food with the Western sort of the breakfast、mm-hmm. or the brunch food. So it's fusion. Like they did this very early, and this fusion came from. The colonialization of the British government. British, yes.、Yeah. So that was in the fifties, and it eventually it caught up, right?、Mm-hmm. Even for the foreigners in Hong Kong, they understood this because this was a mashup of the two cultures. It was this was the the two cultures sort of communicating with one another,、mm-hmm. right? Blending、oh, right. in, blending in. You know the 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 Brits. Would want morning tea. So, what would be the Hong Kong people's morning tea version? Be, what's、mm-hmm. their version of high tea? No, right? No. Si do si. Si do si. Si do si. That's their version. Ba lao yao. Yeah. So, food like that became a thing、mm. because they were like, okay, if the, all right,、uh, I'm not trying to be racist here, but you know, I, I can obviously, you know, coming from、uh, South Africa, I can definitely the the white population is doing this. Then sure, definitely the Asians can do this. Why not? You can have your high tea. I will have my、uh, sandwich. Yes. What's my version of it? Yes.、Mm. Okay. So after reading this, this this was a、uh, this article is definitely a good read because it made really really good sense where colonize a place like same thing with Vietnam and France, right?、Mm. The French colonized Vietnam. What happened? They gave them coffee. Coffee. Right, and、bon. Vietnamese people today are very proud of their coffee heritage. Yes, they're very proud, and they have somewhat overtaken the 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 French coffee heritage. They drink it in a very different way, and people actually pursue this now. The 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 cat poo coffee. Oh, with a、yeah. lot of condensed Co- milk. Kopi luwak. Ah, kopi luwak. Yeah, kopi luwak. You know, and uh. The coffee with condensed milk, yes, yes. the way that's the way they drink, etc. And then, of course, their unique coffee beans that they have grown over the years. I mean, they have certainly developed into a coffee country,、mm. yeah,、oh. with coffee culture. Same thing with Hong Kong, except their Tatanting culture never really spilled over anywhere else. But their dim sum culture have spilled all over the world. True.、Mm. So the dim sum culture is everywhere. 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 Yeah, the food looks different. It's fusion, but that's how people actually were brought up to accept. So the key term here would be the greasy spoon idea. Would be something that was affordable. These this fusion cuisine cannot be expensive. It has to be affordable for the masses.、Mm, affordable. It has to、mm. be affordable. Yeah, and in the article they use the word thrifty. A thrifty. Yeah, thrifty.、Uh-huh. Also meaning that it's affordable. To the masses. So,、um, Tatanting wise, which ones have you been to, or the you know you? I'm sure you have been to more Tatanting than I have. I think I visit quite many of the Tatanting in Hong Kong. Okay, any one that、mm. you can that that comes to mind? You know, when you talk about Tatanting, any like, one that like you were most impressed with? Tuihua. Ah, ah, it's a chain store, right? Everybody knows it. Yes,、yeah. but they weren't a chain store. They weren't a chain store in the beginning, right? Yes, they only have. A it was a family business, yes, and then it、yes. developed. They 
they grew. They the grew. Business. Yeah, they grew the business. They're booming. And, mm-hmm. and the menus are quite extensive, if I recall. Right? Oh, yes. Excuse yes. me. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, ex- the menus are very extensive. They used to have just the, the traditional Tathantin mm-hmm. menu, right? Yes. Uh, uh, the Sidosi and, and all that. But they've expanded now. They're fully-fledged restaurant. Yes. You, you can't call them a Tathantin anymore. They even sell steak. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fully-fledged restaurant. That's yeah. how far they have come. Back in the day... They were a corner store somewhere. I think a, a lot of these Tatsantian came from Kowloon, right? Oh, Kowloon, yeah. yeah mm. Come from Kowloon and, uh, you know, also further away from Hong Kong Island because... Oh, yes. Guantang, Satin sort of place. Mm-hmm. Yes, those are the places. Same with us in Taiwan. We would like to go to Tainan and eat out at an eatery. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Think, you know, these eateries that we don't have in Taipei. Yeah. Yeah, and then everything we see in Taipei are either franchised or uh, run by large corporations. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Tsui mm. definitely. I, I would say that's uh, even even for a person that's not knowledgeable of Hong Kong. You've heard knows it. About, yeah. Mm. I, I've seen the pictures even. Yeah. I mean, it's part of their culture. Yeah. Another one called Lian Xiang Yuan. I think that one is a must go for Taiwanese people. Really? Yes. Uh-huh. So uh, some of the friends visit me in Hong Kong. They say, I must go to Lian Fang Yuan. Eh, Lian Xiang Yuan, Lian Xiang Yuan, Lian Xiang Yuan. Yeah. That one is very popular. Uh-huh. Also a, a franchise now? Only two stores. Only two stores. Yes. Lian Xiang Yuan. Okay. Mm. Okay. So, so how about you, John? No, I actually don't know any because I went to Hong Kong and usually my Hong Kong friend would just take me around. Ah, I see. And I mean, we, we would just sort of get out of the uh, the metro station and just keep walking. So he would be like, okay, we're going to eat here today. Here. Yeah, and then we're going to go there today. And then I just go and I just follow him. So I don't remember names, but I'm like, oh, I see. This is, you know, this is the way it looks. And then we, we're near some area, blah, blah, blah. And, I, you know, I'm still very disoriented as to where, where I go in Hong Kong. Once you away from the metro station, <laughs> you actually don't know where you are. You're like, uh, I'm a five-minute walk away from this particular station. <laughs> Yeah, that that's how much I know about Hong Kong. But for sure, some of these restaurants they look very, very similar. You you can sort of see the history. Oh yes, you can sort of see the urban development back in the day, uh, from the nineteen fifties and sixties. You can see that they have been here for such a long time, mm-hmm. and the the mark or how you can define this is a proper tatanting is the fact that. The furnitures are also from like 1950s. They are not new. Yeah, they're not new. There are little stools here and there, broken down stools and this and that. And people are still okay eating at these uh, Cha San Tang Mm -hmm. for a reason. Because they grew up with it. Uh Because it was part of their lives. It's it's become comfort food for them. Yes. And obviously the flavors are very different to what we're used to in Taiwan or even in South Africa. But... Once you go to Hong Kong and you, you have a taste, then you decide whether it's an acquired taste that you know you have you want to pick up, or now you know how actually uh, history in terms of food has evolved over the years since 1950s. Oh, I and, see. You know, mm. and, and now today, I mean, if you go to Hong Kong, there are a lot of Michelin star restaurants that you can also dine out at, and also they probably branches or the these restaurants run by these top chefs in the world. That's all cool. That's all nice. But personally, I like to go to the streets. I like to sort of eat what the locals eat. Oh, yes, exactly. Being sort of wined and dined in Hong Kong, I don't know, it gets really expensive. And also, 
you know, the whining and dining, I think that's a little excessive. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's all about understanding the culture. And, you know, it's it's more intriguing for me to understand, oh, this Tatanteng and and also the history behind it and mm-hmm. who came here, what changed, da, 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 that kind of stuff. So, I, you know, this article was definitely a good read for me. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and they talked about Anthony Bourdain as well. Um, I followed his show, Parts Unknown. It's it's fantastic. Again, in Tateng, we have to talk about the food in Tateng. Of course, right? we named a few: Sidosi and or Bolo Yao. Bolo Yao. Yeah, Bolo Yao. So Bolo Yao for me with butter, anything tastes great with butter. I would say anything that one. tastes great with butter. With butter and cheese. Yes. Anything would taste great with butter and cheese. <laughs> Having a slab of butter oh. in your bread to me is heaven because it's heaven. if you take the Taiwan bolo bao, the melon pan, oh. you cut it in half and you put a slab, it just doesn't have the same flavor to it. Mm, I don't it's know not why. Right. The pineapple bao, the bolo bao itself, is totally different from the ones from Taiwan's, right? Yes. Totally I believe different. It's, it's different. I've tried it here in mm. Taipei and it doesn't work. Yeah. It just doesn't match. It doesn't match. For some odd reason, I don't know why. So I've I've never really you know enjoyed it like that, but Boloya for me is definitely my number one pick. Number for, one for, for Tatanteng. Like I would have to order, uh, even going to the dim sum restaurant, I would order Bolo. Me too. Yeah. And then the French toast, Sidosi. Not my favorite. Not your favorite. Not my favorite on the menu because it feels like something I can make at home. So no. You can make at home. Like I can make a decent French toast. Like. Okay, but the I think the style should be different, right? It is the difference. difference. They yeah. put a lot of peanut butter inside, and then a lot, a lot, a lot of the maple syrups and honey. Yes, on top of it. Yeah, and then actually, it's quite heavy, but I just couldn't resist it. <laughs> so how can you make it at home? Because you have to put so much guilty stuff. Can you do so? <laughs> What do you mean? Can I do so? Like that's how you do it. All right. <laughs> you know when My you go bad. to restaurants, right, and you ask them to add extra maple syrup, they're gonna charge you. Oh. So when you buy maple syrup, guys, this this is my advice, right? If you want decent, really decent food, like all these guilty pleasures, you go to Costco, you buy yourself the largest tub of maple syrup. You go crazy with your waffle. You go crazy with your pancake. You go crazy with your sitosi, okay? Mm-hmm. But you go to a restaurant today, and then you're like, "Oh, miss, can I have extra maple syrup? Oh, sir, that'll be 50 NT. <laughs> you get yes. so upset. You're going to charge me for this? Are you kidding me? Yes. All right. Exactly. So mm. all these guilty pleasures, that's the way you do it at home. Okay. So that's yeah. the sound of my patting my belly. <laughs> That's how you do it at home, really. No no two ways about it. You go to Costco, you buy the biggest a uh, sliced cheese stack. You take it home. You want three slices, you want ten slices, you By go. By all means. You go. You do it. You love yourself more. <laughs> go love yourself. That's how I do it. You know, but if you go to like a pizzeria or any sandwich shop, you order extra cheese. They're gonna, gonna charge cost you. you, yes. Yeah, they're gonna charge you for that extra cheese. At home, no service fee, no charge. <gasps> Feel no free. Fees. No or 10 slices. Yeah, you want 10 slices? You go 10 slices. You want a thick <laughs> slab of butter? You go thick slice of butter. <laughs> but here's the problem for us. Here, here's the problem I have with oh, Taiwan in general, Angel, is that butter and cheese are generally very expensive. True. <laughs> much pricier than overseas. 
<laughs> so whenever I do travel abroad, mm. I would go to the supermarket and just look at the prices of butter. And if it's cheaper than Taipei, mm-hmm. I would actually buy butter and take it to a hotel room and buy bread and butter and and all that and put it in my hotel room and have breakfast in my hotel room. I wouldn't go to, you know, I, I would mostly not book rooms, my accommodation with, with breakfast. the breakfast. Yeah. Oh, I see. Because mm. the only thing I want from the restaurant in the hotel is scrambled eggs. That's oh. it. And it, all things else, cheese, the bread. Ugh, come on. You know, I, I can do it better. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> so no, I, I generally don't do that. So when it comes to sidosi and, and the, the sandwich, anything that goes with bread itself, mm-hmm. like bread, toast, you can do that quite easily by yourself. Oh, yeah. And regarding the toast. So I am a toast person. So I need to toast. I need to roast my toast in the perfect way. And you know, in Cha Chan Ting, if you ask them to roast the toast for you, extra, actually, it costs $2. You know that? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's true. Okay, now I'm very disappointed with Cha Chan Ting. <laughs> so that was the first thing that shocked me the most. What? You charged me for $2 for just roasting the toast? If you don't order the roasted toast, they will just give you the raw toast. Who can eat that? Just a slice of bread. Yeah. That's what we call a slice of bread. A slice of bread. But if it's called a slice of toast, then it has to be toasted properly. Oh, yes, right? It has to be pan fried or toasted on the pan Uh or roasted in a toaster. That's the way we would do it. So... Personally, like French toast and all those kind of toasts, nah, no, thank you. Uh. Uh, so no, I, I mean, if I do have a toast, a proper toast, it will be just butter and jam. Butter and jam. Just butter and jam. Butter and jam. And Good I don't enough. even do the American thing of the PB and J. I don't peanut butter and, and jelly sandwich. You don't sandwich. do it. I don't do that. Uh. I grew up in a, you know, the British people grew up very separate in the way they eat food. In the condiments, they don't mix the condiments, the sauces. They don't even mix this. It's like peanut butter sandwich is a peanut butter sandwich, a jam sandwich is a jam, jam sandwich. sandwich. But once you put the two together, it's fusion cuisine, and it's just for the few people that like it. It's oh. not for the masses. People don't eat. I see. Yeah, hmm. people don't mix things like that. So PB and J, I I was very surprised with the American diners where they had PB and J, and I'm like. How does that work? How do you convince people to eat peanut butter and jam together? But okay. Yeah. yeah I've tried it and ah, I, I, not my favorite, but yeah, sure. I understand. I understand the appeal. I understand the appeal, but I, I'm sorry. I won't order peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yes. And by the way, for you guys, uh, PB&J, peanut butter and jelly sandwich in US, US jelly means jam for the UK people. So we, we kind of don't understand that. Oh, so yeah. what, what's that? Jam is jam. Jam is and jam is jelly. It's different. There are yes. the different things. Yes, jelly is from, made from gelatine. But jam is made from fruits, fruit. Natural oh. ingredients. <laughs> but no, the Americans have to call jelly. jelly? Uh, or jam, they, they call jam jelly. And then they, their version of the gelatinous jelly is called jello. Oh, jello. Yes, jello. Jello. <laughs> so yes another one of those you know word shocks like words I will never use that way ah, I but see. I do understand there's a difference again so just like food we all know there's a difference in the food but it might not be your favorite but you have to try them out yes. to know the difference so 
Today, again, we have discussed the Greasy Spoon Cafes of Hong Kong and some of the brand names and also uh, some of the foods available in Chasanting. So if you guys, our audience from Singapore and uh, Hong Kong, or if you're of Cantonese descent, why don't you educate us and send us a mail at ask15mins at gmail.com and tell us which is your favorite Chasanting oh. and which we should actually visit the next time we're in the neighborhood and we will catch you in the next one that's it from me and angel all right cheers you guys bye